Welcome to another episode of the Traveling Hoopers. I am your host, Alan Pettigrew, one of our co-hosts, I guess. I guess yeah, co-host. co-host. Yeah, it's going to be a little late, but we got Calvin. And go ahead and introduce yourself for the millionth time. What's up, y'all? I'm Calvin McGowan. I never think these things through, so my intros are never usually all that good. All right. Yeah. Um, before we start pressing record, uh, I'm just going to ahead and let y'all know that it was a, this was the last weekend of AAU basketball, so I did not watch any of the series because I was literally for the past, like, 48, 60 hours, I've been watching nothing but high school kids. Uh, so the high school portion of this is going to be, I don't know, worth listening to. But uh, I'm going to start off with the NBA talk. And like I was telling Calvin before we started, I have an issue with the fact that Anthony Davis did not fully dominate these past two games. Like he did have 34 in the last game, but there's no reason why at 6'10", 200, let me, let me pull up this man's exact weight. His, Anthony Davis is basically a bear. He's, he's like almost seven feet tall, like 260 pounds. Let's, let's see. Uh, Anthony Davis. Uh, according to ESPN, he's 6'10", 253. 253. Seven foot six wingspan. I get that you also have to go up against one of the tougher players in the league and P.J. Tucker, who's 6'5", 250 pounds. But, dog, just just hook shots. Just be a center. Just I know you I know you want to play the four because you have the finesse and all these skills and you were a point guard. But you got to be 250. You got to be 7 foot and 250. Just, just for seven games. It doesn't have to be the entire series. Like, you could probably get away with it in, like, game five when they're on the ropes. But... Just for seven games. And I'm being nice. Seven games. Because you're not going to get this opportunity where you play the Clippers. You're going to have to be finessed. You're going to have to knock down perimeter shots. You're going to have to, like, create off the dribble. Here, you just just take the easy buckets, bro. Like, it's, what are you doing? Um, and, like, I also didn't watch a whole lot of... Um, NBA ball, but I did catch the end of that. Uh, the, la- the last game in the uh, Jazz Nuggets series, and, like it's we're all aware, what the Jazz are one all right now. With wait, are they? The Jazz didn't make it. The, uh, the Nuggets did. I mean, not the Jazz. The Nuggets, my bad. Yeah. The Nuggets are one all with the uh, Clippers right now. Um, yeah. But of course, like that in a series that was dominated by like dudes putting up ridiculous numbers and by dudes I mean Jamal Murray and Donovan Mitchell that last game was kind of just like a it was like a low scoring like just grind out type of game if you were in love if you're one of the people who just like doesn't care about defense and all that and just like scoring it wasn't the game for you it just it wasn't the ending was kind of wild, though. Yeah. Jamal, Jamal Murray's getting back to uh, Chucker status, bro. I, I really thought we were seeing something. I, get, I do understand that he is going to against, what, like, the top five perimeter defensive, like, tandem. Realistically, the best perimeter defensive tandem that we have in the league. But, like, 
This shoot is awful, bro. What's he looking like right now? Alright, so in this against the Clippers, just the past two games, five of sixteen from three. Six at fifteen of thirty-six from uh from everywhere else. The field goal. And he scored 27 and 12 points, respectively. 27 is not bad, but on 21 shots, I don't like the efficiency there. But you know how I am. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming they won that game? Yeah, they won that game. Okay. Yeah. I really need to... I don't like the way how Google sets this, like their stats up. I also want to know who won the game. That is that is a stat that is also cared about. Google. I know you're listening. Change. Um, but what was it? The Miami Heat are currently dominate dominating their series against the Bucks. That's like super on brand. Like if you like listen to like NBA Twitter and like the. Like journalists who are worth their salt, they all, they all said like the same thing. Like they don't really want to see it. They don't really want to see the heat, especially with like Bam Adebayo being like one of the four, four like one-on-one defenders that can neutralize Giannis. It probably is more like three because I don't know what Al Horford can do anymore. Jimmy Butler, for Jimmy Butler to be so good. His stats are like so underwhelming, underwhelming, bro. It's, I mean, like it's probably also like he does bring that extra energy though, and I don't know, maybe some of that is enough to just kind of power through some of the more mediocre stats, because just like he's, he'll pick up all the extra stuff that might not show up on there, and like he'll play the defense because he he's kind of obsessed with putting in the work. Yeah. All right. So I I'm I'm gonna hold my tongue on that. I am I am drastically wrong. That man scored forty points in the first game. Then he scored thirteen. Then he scored thirty. And then he scored seventeen. Okay then. And shot like well from the floor, except from three. He can't. He can't really do that. I don't. When did that happen? At some point, mm-hmm. but in this game that uh, I'm looking at the stats for this game, the Bucks one. I guess this most this one, what like yesterday? Yeah, the most recent one. Yeah, like Giannis. I mean, he shot fine, but like he only took ten shots. He hit eight of them though. Um, he also hurt his ankle, so. Okay, I didn't know that. Didn't oh, he only played eleven minutes too. Oh, so he, yeah, he had cleaned up early then. Um, Middleton played 48 minutes and had 36 points, 8 assists, and 8 rebounds. He is the offense when uh, Giannis isn't there, so like he kind of needs to do that. Yeah, but it's just like he's probably going to have to do that the rest of the series, though. Well, I don't know how bad Giannis is. Like might be hurt or whatever, but assuming he's, even if he's not that hurt, like because yeah. he did that and they like just barely won. Yeah. So with the Giannis thing, um, 
he already hurt the ankle that he hurt in the last game, like in that series. Mm-hmm. So I think they have him listed as questionable for this next game. But, you know, that's just that's going to have you looking mad. It's going to have you looking super bad if you you miss like the elimination game for ankle sprain, even though it could be like a really severe one where it's basically like unwalkable, which if you've played basketball long enough, you've probably had one of those. It is not like you're five, nine, 150 pounds walking on it. Like, nah, bro, you're 6'11", like 260. Like, you, should, you should probably not. Yeah, but it's, I just, also, it's also for me, like, assume if hypothetically it is that bad, not saying it is, hopefully it isn't, but like, don't, I mean, like, KD tried to play through that injury and, like, yeah, yeah. Missed, missed, missed the whole season. Look, as a person who is a KD uh, stan, I refuse to believe that that man just had a right ankle sprain. His his Achilles was messed up, like, two games before, and they let my man go out there and look and stupid towards ATL. That hurt my heart. Oh, yeah, that was... I I felt like it was dumb when it happened, but that's a whole separate thing. It's, yeah. Um, Steve Kerr is not that good of a coach. Anyway. Um, Look, I don't know how much time you got. We can talk about how you how much you don't think Steve Kerr is that good of a coach. Well, most of it for me is just kind of like, it's not like people like he's a great coach, but like, the players he got were already were largely already where they were at when he showed up. Um, like he he yeah he's got rings, but like he also had the best team in the league for basically all of them. Um, like they probably could have won those without him. They won a bunch of games. What didn't Luke Walton get a job off that? Like he yeah. did some other stuff. Yeah. Because he, he won, like, 50... He, he won, like, a lot of games with them. I think they had, like, a winning... Like, a long-ass winning streak with Luke Walton coaching. But, hey, Steve Kerr's good at basketball, apparently. And, like, the reality with, like... The NBA in particular, like, it's very much... The amount... Like, the success is very much about, like... the How, how talented your roster is. What, um... I think this book I read years ago... Score casting, I think it was, that got into like various analytics stuff and whatever. Um, like trying to cut, like figure out how valuable coaches were. And Phil Jackson is, you know, generally considered the greatest basketball coach of all time. Fair, but like putting him as your head coach gets you an extra 11 wins, which isn't insignificant, but it's just like he's the best and like. He's not gonna make an absolutely terrible team amazing. Yeah, I don't know, bro. I get the I get he'll add eleven wins, but that makes me want to look at what his record is when he does not have Shaq and Kobe, uh, Kobe and Paul Gasol, Lamar Odom, Andrew Bynum, or I don't know Michael Jordan. Like, like what is? I I mean, the year that they didn't have Jordan, they still won like fifty games. Yeah, he had Scottie Pippen. Top 50 all time. What are we doing? I mean, I mean that's fair. Speaking of which, though, to pivot a little bit, because this is something I did want to talk about, because it was something that um, 
you you pointed out was a thing uh, what Jay Williams was saying about um, Giannis not being um, what a Scottie Pippen or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm done with Jay Will after that comment, bro. Like, like I kind of wanted to be like, does he always say dumb things or like? <laughs> yeah. He look. His hottest takes are always stupid. Like, yeah. he's never had a hot take where we're like, okay, that works. His hot takes are always like, what, what are you, what, shut up. Like, you, you're just saying this so I can click on the video, and I'm going to click on the video, but this, is, this isn't this is smart. Yeah, you're right. Because like, he's just like, LeBron wasn't all, like, what like used to be a Pippin, but it's just kind of like, LeBron was never a Pippin. And, like, Jordan didn't win until after Pippen showed up. Pippen and Phil Jackson, matter of fact. But, um, and it's just kind of like, I get, like, dudes need to, like, if you're best player, you need to learn how to win or whatever. That's not the same as being like, oh, you're a Pippen. Because, like, mm-hmm. Pippen, it's not like, what am I trying to say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> did you just wake up from a nap? <laughs> Me? Yes. No, I got done mowing my parents' lawn. It's hot. <laughs> All right. Um, but it's just like the like it's kind of like the first problem with that is like one of the advantages Jordan had over like that Jordan had that Curry has arguably and definitely had um, that various other players had that. LeBron didn't is like well a couple things one is like a good like GM like Jordan's GM was good he was egotistical but he was pretty good at what he did yeah um the GM of the Warriors is good what's that isn't that Jay West yeah not not anymore he's Clippers okay okay but and so like they you get a good team built around you and With, you have an owner that will just pay a ton of money. That that of course helps too. Um and and it's like it's when and like it's like LeBron, you know, left Cleveland but like no one wanted to come play with him. Like that was the only way he would have gotten the ring kid. Like cause he can he can carry a team to the finals somehow, but he can't win it himself. So what are you talking about? Like um, so I'm not sure if you look in the like little group text or whatever, Alan sent this clip of Jay Williams saying that Giannis isn't uh saying that right now Giannis isn't a Jordan, he's a Pippin. And he oh, needs to go right. and be somebody's Pippin, basically. Jay Will is that Richard Jefferson? Right now. Jay hmm? Will. Jay Will. Because yeah. Richard Jefferson said it on Twitter, right? I, they both said it on, on Twitter, I think. Yeah, I think Richard Jefferson was like feeding off of it, but when Richard Jefferson like is jokingly talking, it was kind of hard to take him serious. Yeah, you can't take. Well, Richard Jefferson generally makes like intelligent basketball calls. Like his takes are generally intelligent. Jay Will is just generally not. Uh, they just are. I, I he just says things. But, like, he says things in a more articulate way than Paul Pierce, so you kind of got to respect it. But, like, at the end of the day, if you look at the substance, they're just he's just saying nothing. 
yeah, J. Will was tripping. Uh, I don't know. I just think this year we're seeing the, uh, to play in the bubble. You have to be a like to play very very well in the bubble. You got to be a dog. Like as a basketball player, you got to be a dog. If you're a dog, if you're not a dog, you're being exposed essentially, right? Especially to people who Jimmy like, Butler's time to shine. I'm sorry. <laughs> What'd you say? I just said it's Jimmy Butler's time to shine. Essentially, right? Because we all know I hate Jimmy Butler, but like when there's no thousands of people pumping you up, that kind of mentality is what's going to showcase, right? So that's why he's got. That's why he's doing this thing. That's why. Um, that's why uh, Damon Lillard was doing his thing, right? I mean, at the end of the day, you're better. You have a better team. It's gonna you know, outshine more times than not. But that's why for you know, Russell Westbrook, excluding last game, but the game before that, uh, for against the Lakers, he was you know doing his thing. You know what I mean? Because like he's gonna outwork the next person because he doesn't necessarily need a crowd. And I guess Russell Westbrook just needs people's baby mamas and babies to yell <laughs> at. But like you, like like those are those kind of personalities are the ones that are gonna you know showcase themselves and shine bright uh but the bucks don't have those people like at all you know what i mean like Giannis isn't Giannis has like dog like moments but he's not a dog you know what i mean brooke lopez is not a dog you know what i mean uh uh who else even have on the team <laughs> like a lot of you uh Chris Middleton, not a dog. You know what Pat I mean? Middleton. You want like a praying mantis. Um, not a dog. You know what I mean? Eric Bledsoe's the strongest, like the dog-like character on that team. And everybody knows he's not a dog. You know what I mean? He let the Clippers because Chris Paul was a dog for him. You know what I mean? So like, the, like it's not surprising. It's surprising because they're a one seed that they almost got swept. But it's not surprising because of the atmosphere of the bubble that they got swept by this Heat team. Now, I don't think they'll go to the NBA Finals, right? Because the or the Celtics got a lot of dogs. <laughs> like, the Celtics got a... Like, they got one Marcus Smart is the entire Bucks team. Like, Marcus Smart fills that role for the entire team, right? And, like, a Patrick Beverly will fill that role for, like, a Clippers team. We don't... Who, you know, he, he's, like, the outlandish dog. The... Uh, Kawhi Leonard's like a dog, but it's like, shh, about it. You know what I mean? He's going to be real quiet, but it is. But the Bucks just, I don't know. But, like, to make a judgment call on Giannis because of these, this this bubble situation in this playoffs, by calling him a Pippin, I don't think that's, like, a logical explanation, like, at all. Like, it's just, it's, you can't. You can't take anybody's true character except those person. Like the only thing you can take from this is like, oh, that person works hard than this person from the bubble, right? Because people shoot shooting percentages are up because you know they're not looking at thousands of fans. Uh, the space is more confined. Like everything is adjusted to make the players better. But if you're gonna be playing a whole team of dogs of Andre Iguodala's and Crowlers and Butlers and heroes. It's gonna you're gonna you're gonna get exposed if, you, if your whole team is soft. <laughs> like like no one on the Bucks team has been named non-soft their entire careers, right? They're all finesse three point shooters, and Giannis is the only one that gets to the rim. You know what I mean? So like I don't know like for Richard Jefferson and for more importantly Jay Will nonsense Jay Will I'll call him from now on. 
for him to make a judgment call or call him a Pippen. And then tag LeBron and, you know, whatever. That's a whole nother can of worms. But it was all really dumb to me. Yeah. And I agree with you on the dog thing. But, like, Giannis is also in his seventh year. Like, almost no person that I can, like, think of within, like, the last, like, 20 years, unless they had someone else who was completely dominant, they did not win anything of, like, note before like D-Wade was elite in 2006 but he also had like an older version of Shaq who could still get the job done for the most part and then that won the championship or got the championship won the championship in 2006 okay yeah Shaq was a year off of his uh liquor run so Shaq was still dominant at that point exactly so yeah you got all of that, and then if you want to go back to like Kobe, and still Shaq. Like, but what about Dallas though? That's 2011. Yeah, yes, Dallas was a team-oriented win, like for sure. That that was a really good team in like full of veterans. They're exactly like everybody was well past seven years in the league. They got George Hill for the Bucks. No, I'm talking about like your your superstar, like the person who's supposed to lead your franchise. Like that doesn't happen in the, like the first seven years. No, it doesn't. Uh, I mean, Giannis probably leaves. If we're being honest with ourselves, like Giannis probably leaves to go somewhere else, um, which he shouldn't because they put they put in setting him up for success in his high career. But you're right, first seven years. Not many people uh, automatically come out winning like that. He's probably won more than most people have, right? Uh, but when it comes to the playoffs, it has been noted that he comes up short, and sometimes it's his fault. This year, I wouldn't say this is his fault, but last year, getting demolished by Kawhi Leonard was his fault. Or it was Kawhi's fault? But uh, I mean, like, it is Kawhi. Like we're, we're also talking about people who just, like, aren't a good matchup for him. Like, Kawhi is probably one of the strongest dudes in the league. And then you yeah. match him up with somebody else who is a strong dude that can, like, match up with him physically, one-on-one. Like, that's what that's the issue with Bam. Like, people have been talking about that, like, all year. Bam is just fast enough, just strong enough, just tall enough to, like, somewhat neutralize Giannis. So was Kawhi, because he's so much stronger. Yeah, I mean, but, like, I get it, but I don't get it. I get it because Kawhi, like, period. You know what I mean? Like, it's Kawhi. But Giannis is also, they say 6'10", probably more like 7 foot, and he runs like a deer, and he has, he'll take one dribble after half court and then dunk it. You know what I mean? Like, his physical qualities should allow him to be able to dominate somebody at like who is six six and two two twenty five under 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 the rim, but yet he couldn't. You're talking about but like Kawhi's also got doesn't Kawhi also have like a really long wingspan? Um, besides that, like it's like yeah, you're all those things are true, but also like they're more advantageous in the open court than like in the half court because it's like it doesn't matter that you can take one dribble and get to the rim. If we're in a half court set, like if if we're in the half court, the fast break is over. Yeah, but I mean that's also why I would say like Kawhi had a long ring span for a six six guy. 
Giannis has a long wingspan for somebody who's seven foot. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's still different, but, like, I think Giannis has been – Giannis' game is so one-dimensional. Like, yeah, he'll hit a couple – he'll hit, like, a three every blue moon or a mid-range every blue moon or whatever. But it's all long transitional points uh, majority of the time, right? Like, it's still no reason why somebody could be built like Giannis – and yeah, you have the capabilities of dribbling the ball and all that kind of stuff, but you should be have at least one post move, and he doesn't. You know what I mean? Like, uh, like he's winning MVP purely based off of physical will and stature, but skill wise, isn't he a pretty good passer? Maybe I misunderstood that. I mean, he's a he's, he's a right. He's a pretty good passer. If we're saying pretty good, it's like directly under good. Like, he's pretty good. He's not good. He's pretty good. He gets the job done. You know what I mean? Like, he gets the job done. He'll pass it out to a three-point line for a shooter. You know what I mean? But that's not nowhere near one of his better qualities. Uh, but, like, I'm just like, his. I get his seventh year, but also his game should have grown a little more than what it is. Like, yeah, we understand you need to be able to shoot a three, but inside the paint, you aren't that versatile anyways. You know what I mean? Like, it's a, I, like, I don't know. I have questions. I mean, yeah, he's obviously MVP this year, but, like, skill-wise, right? That, like, this this whole thing can only take you so long of uh, just willing yourself to get points, rebounds, and whatever. Because when did you get hurt? What happens? Right? He got hurt. All of a sudden, he couldn't change his game up. Uh, and all of a sudden, what happened? He's played on it, just doing the exact same things, and got hurt again, even worse. You know what I mean? So I'm just like... I get, like, if you're, I don't know how old he is. How, how, how old is he? 25? Yeah, that's good at 25. Once you hit 30, I don't know. Once you hit 29, really, you know what I mean? I don't know. So, I don't know. I, I'm like, I'm like, I like Giannis a lot, but, like, I'm also, like, iffy on, like, him moving forward. I don't know. But uh, to call him a Pippin is a slap in the face from a guy who was good in college. <laughs> so, so, like, whatever. In, in fairness, I think I looked it up. He didn't play in the league because of like a bicycle accident, a motorcycle accident. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, but yeah, he didn't. He no, he hurt his leg doing a motorcycle accident, whatever it is. I think he like lied to his team or something like that. He hurt more than his leg, like, like I think he has like a collapsed lung or whatnot. Like I, I don't want to get into that because that's not what we're talking about. We're not talking about Jay Will the player because that's a completely different thing. I'm talking about Jay Will the analyst. <laughs> And I have, I have issues with. Well, I, I did the same thing for both because he went to Duke, so I boo him, and he's an analyst. He's a trash analyst, so I boo him still. I get it, bro. <laughs> but yeah, man, like this, I keep seeing like uh, people talking about he needs to go work with Hakeem Olajuwon, and I completely agree. But with that being said, also work with Hakeem Olajuwon for like two seasons. Yeah. We saw what happened there. Who did? Dwight. But Dwight worked with. Dwight also refused to work with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar for some reason. Like, I yeah, that that was a thing. Like, Kareem was like, yeah, he like never called on me to work on to work with me and like that when he played for like it was the first time. I mean, and, like, that's refusing to work with somebody. That's just being stubborn. I mean, that's being ignorant. If you're being perfectly honest, <laughs> like Jokey Noah who physically is not, like, the greatest center of all time, physically tools-wise, right, 
But when he worked out with Kareem for one summer and then won Defensive Player of the Year and, like, had that monster year where he was getting all those triple-doubles the next year, like, people when – when you see the track record of people working with Kareem, that, like, most people work with Kareem. The next summer, they do really, really well. But for Dwight to be like, no, I'm not going to work with Kareem, it's a little ridiculous. But you don't work with Kareem and then get better defensively. You're not going to Kareem for, like, defensive tactics and whatnot. Like, Kareem is a different beast in itself. Kareem helped him do that jump shot, this jump shot. That's what Kareem helped with. Okay, so what we're going to do is not disrespect the GOAT on this podcast by you saying Kareem helped him with that jump shot. No, no, no. <laughs> Kareem is a smart enough – like, Kareem is a smart enough guy, obviously, in a basketball fazant in terms of IQ and just physical ability that – I'm sure that Kareem – I'm sure if Johnny on Instagram can teach somebody how to play defense with the pads, that Kareem also can do that, being that he is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Bro, you're not going to that's, – that's not what you're going to Hakeem for, bro. I guess. Oh, do you, also, Hakeem was a bad defender. I don't know where that – that, that, that's not a – Hakeem or – oh, wait, Hakeem – are we talking about Hakeem or Kareem? My bad. I keep – I'm confusing. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Okay. You know, like with if you go to Kareem though, yeah, you 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 get what you 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 take whatever he gives you. Yeah. He's one of the greatest players. He knows what he's doing. He's a smart dude. Yeah, if he goes, if Kareem goes today, we're gonna work on defense. Sorry, you're gonna work on defense. You know what I mean? Like I feel like Kareem's one of the- just played. I just never heard nobody going for to him strictly. I feel like defense. legitimately Kareem. Like, both I, I think- guys. I feel like mm-hmm. some of those guys that will watch your tape and go, he needs to work on this. And then we'll work on you with that one thing because he's just a smart guy. You know what I mean? Like, like I feel like Kareem's like that kind of player. Yeah. Or that kind of coach, trainer. Well, no, whatever word you want to go with. I don't know, man. I just never heard a story of like that. That's like those two guys that we're talking about, Kareem and Hakeem. When people go there, it's for like footwork. It's to figure out how to do the uh, sky hook. It's not for like. Ain't no one ever go to Kareem. I have never heard one story of Kareem going, yes. And then I tell him the infamous sky. No, no. No one goes to Kareem for the sky. Nobody else can learn it. Like, it's, like, people have went to him to, like, try to figure it out. They just can't get it. No, it's not. People don't go to him for the sky, for the sky hook because it's not sexy enough. People like, 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 I'm, like, I'm, like I, legitimate. How are you going to tell me? Why? Legitimate? How <laughs> are you going to tell me what I looked I'm just up? like, why would you never go to him for the sky hook, though? It's just like. They, like most most of the best players have like some like signature move or whatever. Why wouldn't you want to learn it? Why wouldn't you want to learn the sky hook? Why wouldn't you learn how to like do that like crossover that AI had? Like players. Well, one you don't want to hate it. Well, one you don't want to do the crossover AI had because he made that thing illegal. Uh, <laughs> and that's they'll call that trouble every time. Two, the the same reason people don't want to go to create. Wait, they made that. I'm sorry, Bob. They made that illegal. Yeah, it's it's a travel, or carry carry, um, but in the reason like people don't go to Kareem for a sky hook is the same reason like Will Chamberlain stopped shooting his free throws underhand after one season, or the reason that uh, big men uh, wanted to start dribbling more instead of just going in there and legitimately dominating people in the post. Like at the end of the day, basketball players tend to do things because they think one looks cool. And the other one doesn't. It one seems more cool at the time. Like basketball's a basketball players generally think very trendy and not with like what's smart for what's their like their like projections as like a stats and career. Like that's like a common thing. You know what I mean? And it's just it's that's been the case for years. That's a 
that's a large mindset of the people. You would like, like you pros, would assume, though. Say it again. Like pros though. Yes, pros. Like at the end of the day, these pros they might a lot of these pros get there because they're physically gifted, not because they're the smartest people on God's green earth. You know what I mean? Like like. It's, it's unfortunately, but it's true. A lot of they also they have a lot of ego, right? And they do want to. They got the newest shoes, and these they want to be. They want to do the cool thing, not like the you know, the 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 efficient thing. And I just I've heard stories for years and years and years of like players not doing specific things and wanting to do other things because they thought the other thing looked cool. It like it seemed cooler than the other way. Like I like I just mentioned, like the oldest one is Will Chamberlain shot his best season under un, underhand. As at the free free throw line, but then because he played with Rick, he played with Rick Barry. But then the reason he changed back to going overhand and being an awful free throw shooter again mm-hmm. is because he was like, "It don't look good. I don't want to do that." That's literally what he said, and I'm just like, "That's like a that's like a unfortunate mindset of a lot of NBA players." And it's you know it is what it is, but that's why Shaq don't work on free throws. Like it is what it is. Like he's more worried about other things. You know what I mean? I mean, if you can average 30 without shooting free throws, I mean, I guess. If he would have made free throws, he would have been the all-time leading scorer in NBA history. Like, I think it was close. What? I think I watched a video where they did the numbers. Even if he made his free throws at like a – I think they did like 60 or 70, still didn't pass Kareem. Like, that's just how crazy the gap is. I mean, Kareem's also – like, LeBron's going to pass Kareem, though, so. Oh, yeah, but – we talking about another like physical freak that nobody really planned for. No, you can't plan for a guy who spends a million a year on his body and uh, doesn't get hurt, and is six five. Hold my bad. And is six eight, two sixty, and runs like he's five ten. Like he's LeBron James is a different animal altogether. Hey, side note: I don't fully think LeBron spending a million dollars on his body matters that much. Because of what we listen to me on this, what we saw from him at the beginning of his career, like that doesn't just end. I think him being like genetically gifted and then not being hurt for that many years, because we just heard the the million dollar number like recently, like was that like two two years ago? Like uh, I don't I, know. I, if he was, I, I, I heard it before then. What three years ago? This is my first time. I, I heard it. I heard it. Can we call this like twenty? 2004? Or not 2004, I was tripping. 2014? 2014? Okay, at that point, LeBron had been in the league for, what, 11 years? Like, I doubt 25-year-old LeBron was spending a million dollars on his body. No, he, a 25-year-old LeBron was spending a million dollars on his body, but, like, to have, to be able to not get hurt, to have that much muscle density, and to be able to, like, have no kind of, like, knee issues or whatever like that's like the stuff the type of stuff you put into your body and type of way you take care of your body that is widely expensive and while you know while, while, while we see footage of michael jordan drinking and smoking between games of the nba finals on the golf course lebron ain't doing that uh but, but also i think lebron's motivations were different than everybody else's, if that turns, right, right? Like, LeBron's like, 
his motivation is to be the longest, the longevity, the greatest, whatever it is. Michael Jordan was like, up to be the greatest at that moment. You know what I mean? Like, the greatest of all time to beat Larry, but, like, he had to do it for not as long. But, like, to for LeBron to catch all these stats, he has to have longevity. So, but, like, he had to spend that money on his body. And everybody else we see who is physically – because LeBron's not the only physically or physically superior athlete we've ever seen. But every other superior physical athlete we've seen – they uh, most of them have dropped off somewhere. Like, yeah. no, drop off has been more times than not fairly big. So, I'm not going to go on a limb and say that he didn't need to spend a million dollars on his buy for the case because he is probably the only example right now of where at 17 years to a profession, uh, sports profession, that he's just as good as he was at year number nine, eight, seven, six. You know what I mean? So, like. Everybody else, the King Griffey, the King Griffey Juniors, the 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 I don't know, you know, football. Uh, the, I was like the King Griffey Juniors. You like that in football? You like that? Unless you Tom like But Tom Brady is not even athletic. Like he like he's not physically superior like that. Like yeah. I mean, like physical specimens. I'm like the word such specimens, but the physical like they're just physically above everybody else. There's usually a they get a, one injury, boom. Uh, they don't take anything seriously, boom. But LeBron just, like, still blocking shots with his head at the rim 17 years later. I'm like, how's that going to work? Like, I don't even, like, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense to me. Does he sleep in a cryo chamber every night? Like, how, how's, I, don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. I agree with you, but, you know, just to be petty, I had to look up, like, when that uh, that quote Start getting passed around. It was 2016, so ain't no way you heard that 2014, unless you know LeBron personally. Maybe I do. You don't. No, I just remember. I just remember where I, where I was though. Like, because I'm just so many different schools. I just remember. What, I just remember what school. <laughs> right. No. Philip, did you watch any of the games this weekend? I have been tied up with AAU basketball because you know it's like the final week of that joint. I mean, they shouldn't be playing anyways. But yeah, I got you. Um. I watched. I watched the first. The first. <laughs> I watched the first Clippers Nuggets game. Uh, and I watched the Lakers Rockets last night and the first game. Hot takes. Let's go, Jay Will. Ooh, hot takes. I mean, honestly. <laughs> I don't like Anthony Davis's mindset. I think Anthony Davis is weak. Like I really think he I like like people Anthony Davis will have one good game and kind of people are like, oh my gosh, like but more times than not in this bubble scenario, he he's been doing fine. Like he's been doing fine. Like but like for him to be a top five player in the league, and some say top three player in the league. I'm just like, LeBron's really having to carry this thing a little too much. Like, LeBron's doing a lot of work. You know what I mean? Uh, that first game, okay, so, like, Anthony Davis had 34 and 10 in the second game. 10 rebounds. With TJ, with P.J. Tucker guarding him. 10 rebounds, but whatever. That first, I, that's not going to let me forget about the first game. Where he scores zero points on P.J. Tucker. Like, P.J. Tucker is like, Anthony Davis is just weak mentally. 
So, like, I hated LeBron for a long time because I, I remember when I saw LeBron catch the ball in Rondo and, like, do a fadeaway jumper and, like, he was with the heat. And I was like, you're humongous. Like, can you get to the rim on this guy? But then Anthony Davis did the exact same thing the entire game with Pia. Jump shot, jump shot, jump shot, and miss, miss, miss. I'm like, you are seven foot. Cast the ball down low and finish. But, like, he'll have those kind of games all the time, and it puts too much pressure on LeBron James. You know what I mean? So I'm just like, so I know they I know they won, yes, or they won the second game, the Lakers. But if you watch the game, the, per, the production that the Lakers got out the bench that game was un, it was normal. It was it was it was not normal whatsoever. Like that's not gonna be a, a normal uh no no. But um even with that still being the case and LeBron doing his thing and Anthony Davis doing his thing. The Rockets were still tied with four minutes left. You know what I mean? Like I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Rockets won. The Rockets beat them in this series, I wouldn't be surprised. Like whatsoever. And it's gonna be, it's gonna be, that's gonna be the most interesting series to watch, because I don't think the Nuggets are gonna beat the, I don't think the Nuggets are gonna beat the, uh, the Clippers. I don't, I don't think it's gonna be close for to tell the truth. Like they won one game, both the Clippers up is what they needed, and I don't think that the Raptors are gonna beat the Celtics. Boston up nine to three right now, they're gonna win, and then the Heat's gonna beat um, the Bucks. But the most interesting series right now is this Rocket Rockets Lakers series. And if the Rockets win, don't be surprised whatsoever. Because once again, James Harden the dog, PJ PJ Tucker the dog, and a bunch of three-point shooters, and LeBron James has a guard James Harden, but James Harden, no matter who's in guard, is gonna go off. <laughs> like, no matter who's guarding him, he's gonna do his thing. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, I watched that game. And then when it came to the Clippers. Nuggets, the first game, it was Kawhi being Kawhi and like dismantling them. It was embarrassing to watch. Um, yeah, I just felt bad. Uh, and then the second game, there was a it was a blowout. Um, I didn't watch that game, but it's because I was busy doing things. But uh, oh, did you um catch the that last game in the what Rockets OKC series? I did. Oh, that did that happen last time we talked? I think no, so. I, I don't think it had. Had it? I don't think it. No, it happened a couple days after. I think. Bro, these weeks are wild right now. Um, yeah, I did watch that game. That was a good game. James Harden. No, that happened the day of. That happened like that that day. Okay. It happened yeah. last Monday. Yeah, because James Harden blocked him and then yelled at him. <laughs> where you can only take this much of his mouth because his beard's so <laughs> so ridiculous. Um, but yeah, I watched that game. Chris Paul's. I don't understand how people keep talking him a great, an all-time great leader and an all-time whatever. He won nothing. He's won nothing. He still has never made it to a West Coast Finals, but whatever. Um, or he's never won one. Um, but Chris Paul did his thing for that series, uh, <laughs> first round. Um, and uh, but like, they just weren't the better team. Like, at the end of the day, that's what it came down to. 
Game seven, last minute, but it came down to that the Rockets were just a better team. Now, they had me question at first, should I should have traded Westbrook for Chris Paul? I was like, but they won, so yeah. But, like, so, like, because I had caught, like, uh, the last little bit of it, uh, which was kind of wild because, like, it was a whole thing where, like, P.J. Tucker was kind of guarding Steven Adams, but, like, he was, like, six feet away. Yeah. And it's just kind of like, you know, yeah, you can. And, like, Steven Adams could just, like, dunk it or, like, just get a running start or something. But, no, they did none of that. Bro, I'm, I have only seen that, like, twice in an NBA game where somebody, like, from that position, somebody does the oop. And it seems like it's open more often than not, or at least you can, like, figure out a play to get that open, especially, like, in that game. Because they had two people that could have did it. Dennis Schroeder had space, like, to cut to the basket. And then with the Steven Adams joint, I was just like... like even, even if you just had Steven Adams, like, have, like, Tucker front him and, like, throw it over the top of Tucker. Like, and just, like, catch it. Um... That I think that just shows the amount of trust they had in Steven Adams, which was nothing, uh, <laughs> at the end of the game. You know what I mean? Like, they know their players better than, I, than we, do, we do. So I'm assuming that, like, the trust factor, because that whole team is very right. trusting of each other. They That's drew that play for Danilo, and Danilo was not hitting shots. So it, it, that doesn't, like, fully make sense. Like, especially just, I, I think that was a, I think that was a coaching bl- blunder, now, I think nobody else was able to just, like, read. Like, whoever was throwing the ball in bounds, I don't think they just read the play. Like, they just, they wanted to have the play happen. And I was like. Well, but also, like, that team's, like, Matt Young besides Chris Paul. You know what I mean? So, like. Oh, no, it, like, it is. So, like, that's, like, a, a bl- it, it probably was a young person's blunder. You know what I mean? Like, uh, that wouldn't be surprising either. But, I wouldn't give you that, but, like, all the players that were on the, Court at the time, sorry, Calvin, for cutting you off. All the players on the court at the time are considered veterans. Like, Lou Dort. What, what is it? Lou Dort was the only person. Like, actually, he might not even been on the court. We're talking like, about, we're talking sure. about Dillo, We're talking about Stephen Adams. We're talking about Chris Paul. And we're talking about uh, Dennis Schroeder. All Question. players who have been in more than five years. Does being a veteran matter if you've never been in that position before? So like if you've been a veteran for a long time on losing teams, does it like you're you? It's your first time. Like so, Shooter played with the the Hawks for years, but like he never won a thing. So this is his first time being in a situation like that. The only one who's been in a situation like this really is Chris Paul, Stephen Adams, maybe, but like not Steve really. Adams was on the team that went to the finals, yo. Like yeah, he, no, he, no, he wasn't. No, 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 he wasn't. He wasn't. You sure? They they, they they still had James Harden then. Yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't on the the finals team. What what year was that? Two thousand eleven? No, was it two thousand eleven? Yeah, it was. He was. He wasn't on that team. See, okay. I don't think he get to the league till like 2014, 2013, something like that. We might have. To, I'm. I'm looking at to make sure because he. Okay. All right, you're right. You're right. Yeah, I don't look. You chose us for co-host for a reason. Listen to us. Listen to yeah. us. Y'all been right once since we've been together. That's all I gotta say. I, hmm? you don't even know we've been right. We've been right more than once. This is just the one time you fact checked us. Um, oh, I fact checked you more than once. We got a whole episode where I fact checked y'all. The entire episode. 
Good. He was right the entire time, too. Um, but, uh, I mean, but, like, if you're on a losing team, your veteran statuses don't matter if, you're, if it's your first time at that okay, point. Okay, so here, here's, here's the argument I'd make. Because, like, not to say that, like, the fact that, like, you haven't been in, like, those positions doesn't matter at all. But, like, when we talk about, like, stars and whatnot, right? Yeah. We we talk about it like the fact that they haven't been there doesn't matter. Like, LeBron took his team to the finals when he was younger and got ragged on because he disappeared. As though, like, he'd been there before. Um, so, but, so, like, I would argue that, like, if we're going to say that the fact that it doesn't that you haven't been there before it doesn't matter for stars, then it shouldn't matter for anyone else either. I get that, but I think we have never made that argument. I think people do make that argument, we, but I think us okay, here don't make the argument the the LeBron like he didn't uh, show up because he was like I think we like that's not I think I've always thought that was an illogical uh, argument though. Okay, yeah, I don't think we've made that argument. I'm just like that argument. That argument is made, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. That argument is made, but, like, people who make that argument, that argument, like, I think it's ridiculous. It should be ridiculous, right? But, like, I don't know. If, if, it doesn't matter how many years you've been in the league. If it's your first time being in the NBA Finals, like, you're not a veteran of that position. You know what I mean? Like, LeBron James is a, like, LeBron James, LeBron James, Steph Curry, uh... LeBron James, Steph Curry, anybody from the Warriors, anybody from the Cavaliers, and like Kawhi. Kawhi, right? Those are like veterans of like the finals, but like anybody else who makes it, if if Russell Westbrook makes it to the finals, he should be graded differently in the finals than what anybody else, even though he's made it once, like his fourth year into the league, you know, third year into the league, whatever it was. You know what I mean? Like, the, the grading scale should be different, even though he made it there once he was younger. You know what I mean? Like, it's not this. The finals is not the same as it is for, you know, obvious reasons. And not that many people get there ever. Sometimes no one gets there. So, or no one gets there. It's nuts. Sometimes uh, you don't go, you go your whole career without getting there. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. That, that, that whole, like, veteran thing doesn't make sense to me, that aspect. Something I've, I've thought about, though, is, like, when in that, like last, like in the part that I caught of the Rockets, OKC, like Game Seven or whatever, um, they talked about how I guess the the Rockets had put a whole, I guess they gave up a whole lot to get Westbrook, and how like if they had lose, like lost, basically like their like that that whole plan like go all in or whatever, kind of would have, it's like it failed. But it's like the thing is the team who like you traded to get him took you to seven games, I would make the argument that it probably failed already. Like, if you're going to be like, it's a failed thing. Like, it technically hasn't because, like, they haven't lost the Lakers yet. But, like, they're going to. <laughs> if they don't, I'd be surprised. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Will they? They probably will. Listen. The Lakers were up 14 or 15 in the first quarter. Because Markeith Morris was four for four in the first quarter, and they came back and tied the game by the by the fourth quarter, and then LeBron James like, do you, if I don't think that's such a guarantee. If you expect Markeith Morris to make those shots, to expect Rondo to hit buzzer beater threes, to expect Kyle Kuzma 
to play average defense. <laughs> like, those are things these people have not done the entire year, and that all accumulated one time last game. So I and, and it was still a close game. So I'm not sure if I don't know. I think this game, this series, is more of a chess match than anything else. Because like I think it's gonna go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Because the Rockets aren't the Blazers, right? Like the Blazers have very like two weapons and then a big man who's garbage. But like PJ Tucker knows his role and knows what he's there for. And mm-hmm. he got taken out of it a little bit. But I think if you just – it's been proven over the years, actually. If you stick a body on Anthony Davis the entire time of, like, a short, dense, rough individual, then he's going to not do so well in the long term. You know what I mean? He might do well for, like – because he didn't do well for a whole game. Then he did well for a game. And I think he – and using past instances – I think we just have to see that, like, you gotta prove, you gotta prove it to us. You know what I mean? But now, but everybody's like needing like James Harden to prove himself. I'm like, he doesn't really need to prove himself. He's whatever. And then like Russell Westbrook, but Russell Westbrook does need to prove, prove himself though. Like that's what I will say. Uh, because if he, because his numbers last game were, I'm not sure what they were, but I'm pretty sure they weren't efficient. <laughs> like he's not doing fantastic, but oh yeah. And also with LeBron James playing like volleyball with everything he throws up to the rim, you know what I mean? Like it's a little ridiculous. And I know that's your, I know, I know that's your guy, Allen. I know that's your guy, but, oof. <laughs> no, I, I know what uh, Westbrook is. I, I had was you know that was my man for what like seven eight years. I know exactly what Westbrook is. It's not you don't you're not asking for efficiency. You're asking for production. No question. When was he so has? When did he start becoming so hesitant on his mid-range jump shot? Because he that that used to be automatic. I I think that's probably more like a Rockets thing, where but, they like the scheme is like, hey, we don't really shoot a lot of mid-rangers, bro. But they're all, from what from what I hear, right? From what I'm hearing, all they're saying that they the entire year have been okay with everybody shooting threes, but Russell Westbrook doing a transition and doing the mid-range himself because Russell Westbrook takes the majority of the mid-range shots for that team, but like. Yesterday, yeah, yesterday's game, game two, he was like hesitant on his mid range. In my head, I was like, for years, that has been like the mid range elbow has been your thing. Like, you can't get to the rim, you do a little run up, quick, quick stop up. You know what I mean? Like, real quick up. And it was, isn't it? Automatic, automatic, automatic. Like, he's been really good at that shot. But yesterday, well, the other day, he was like real hesitant. I'm like, ooh. Like he wasn't trying to shoot it at all, or like, like you, when when he did shoot it, it was hesitancy. Uh, like you know, because like when you watch when you watch him for years, it was get there, jump, go. But it was like get there, and now look, jump, go. You know what I mean? Like it was a little too slow. And with Anthony Davis and the Lakers, but at the end of the day, they're long as hell. You know what I mean? So like you can't be hesitant on that because when he's hesitant on that. It stops him from being able to get to the rim so rim easy easier, and I think that's one of the reasons LeBron James was able to just like pick him apart like that in the half court. And I'm just like, that's yeah. you can't do that. But you know, that's film, and I mean, I'm assuming either I'm assuming Mike D'Antoni makes his team watch film and all kind of stuff. So we'll see. But that was not a good sign. I will say that. Just, just for the record, um, Russ put some numbers. Um, he had ten points, 
13 rebounds, four assists. He also had seven turnovers, and he shot four of 15 and one of seven from three. See, I'm used to Russell Westbrook, Russell Westbrook getting big boy triple doubles, like 30 points, 15 rebounds. I'm not used to that. Not 10 points. That's, I mean, that's, that's, that's a Draymond Green triple-double. We, we don't get Draymond Green triple-doubles, Westbrook. We get Luka. Nah. We get. I mean, it was a double-double. So. Oh, you wouldn't even. Tri- no, I said four assists. Yeah. And only four assists on all three-point shooters? Come on now. You can't get four assists. Hey. Come on now. Come on now. All I have to say is Russell Westbrook is in a completely different situation. Than when he was getting those triple doubles, triple double Westbrook is like a special occasion. Like that is because he had to for them to be decent. And I'm talking about them as in OKC. That's not really what he's there to do. Like I don't like. I'm pretty sure his triple double numbers have greatly went down since he's been with the Rockets. You know, oh, like, absolutely. You're not having a game. That's what. That's not what his job is. You're right, but his job is also not to not score ten points. <laughs> like that's how. Calvin, how 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 many shots do you take? Fifteen. How many do you make? Four. <laughs> Come on, now it's ridiculous. Like we, Russell Westbrook, because it's his fault, has put a standard on himself that's really high. Like you're welcome. You like this is what you do when you become like a, a great player. To get four. Oh, four or 15, that's not what you do. Like, you are better than that. And he was over here missing layups and, like, doing, like, he didn't seem as explosive as he is. Like, is he, he was hurt. What was he, was his quad that was hurt? Was yeah. yeah. It's got to be, it's got to still be bothering him because he does not look nearly as explosive, dangerously explosive as Westbrook usually is. You know what I mean? Like, it, it doesn't, it's not, I'm not seeing it. Look, I'm an OKC fan. Westbrook's game has never really been efficient. So if you thought he was about to shoot well, well, that's not who you traded for ever. Um, and his production was that high because it had to be. Like, those 10 points, you should be glad. <laughs> Especially after the quad injury, like, you, you should be glad he even gave you that much. Because it was a while, like, I think the series before, people were like, was it's, yeah, I think he came back for like a season, a couple games with OKC, and people were like, "What is what is this?" No, I look, I agree with you, <laughs> but like, ten points from him is unacceptable. Like, like how how old is he? How old is Westbrook? Thirty. He should be in his thirties by now. He's thirty, it's, right? Thirty-one. Thirty-one. Okay, so mm-hmm. like, yeah, ten points is unacceptable for him. Like. Your your standards too much for that. Like I know your role for this team is different, but four for fifteen is not good in any context. And they were forcing him to shoot threes. Like they were they were standing back to him like old school Rondo. And you know how, like do you know how disrespectful that is? Because Rondo at that point could not shoot at all. They should yeah. be shooting like that. Westbrook can't shoot. Like if you look at kids, if you look at his three point numbers for for the year. That boy can't shoot. He can't shoot the three. Like, and I know you're talking about the dribble pull up, but if we're also talking about the quad injury, that's what it is. Man, no, look, listen, no, no, no excuses. That's what you you put. Look, I mean, he was shooting twenty five percent from from deep on the year, like regular season. What about bubble though? Is there, is there a way you can find what he's shooting in the bubble? Um, well, in the postseason, he's shooting sixteen percent from three. 
uh, through five games played. I just made my stomach hurt. <laughs> like, <laughs> I could choose 16% from three. Like, that's, how do you, like, do you not work on it? <laughs> you know what I mean? What's his best season? I mean, if he's hurt, it's going to affect it, him. What's his best season from three, like, ever? Um, let me see. Probably, like, 35% on, like, exactly 4.2 attempts a game. I'll look at the exact is, number. Let's see, best percentage is 30, yeah, 34%. Wait, what year? 16, 17. How many attempts? 7.2. He was, he was chucking that year, I forgot. <laughs> he was chucking. <laughs> it was chucking. Man, that, that was that year, though, you know what I mean? Like That was yeah. the first year Kitty left, right? Uh, I think year? so. Yeah. I think it was a year after. Well, that's when he was getting them. Well, no, nah, this is he. He had a he had average a triple double uh, that year. Yeah. yeah, so it was a year. Uh, yeah, he had to. Uh, he had to do his thing. I, I hope though that Russell Westbrook having that kind of toll or having that kind of load on him for that many years, like two or three years for Oklahoma City, didn't like wear his body down too much. You know what I mean? Like he, not rise LeBron. Like a normal per- a normal person with- who's just athletic, that's gonna tear our- that's gonna tear-, tear them down. So I'm hoping that's the case because the explosion I'm seeing out of Westbrook right now is not what I'm used to, like at all. I mean, I <clears throat> two things. I completely agree with you. Also, the quad injury, like right now, I could definitely see that slowing him down. And secondly, I could see this being like. This is where we start seeing like the decline of Westbrook, like depending on how he recovers and how soon the next season starts up. Because if the next season starts up in like, let's say they get done in October, which is next month, like three weeks from now, and they're playing again in let's say around Christmas time, I don't know, bro. I, I really don't know. I, I... Have they decided? what the next season is going to look like in terms of, like, scheduling? Of course not. At least they <laughs> haven't said anything publicly. I think the draft is supposed to take place right after the finals. That doesn't say much. Is it going to... Are we going to have basketball games on Labor Day every year now? Like, because of the coronavirus, has it shifted? Like, no, how... No. No? No? Yeah, okay. I, th- I think they're going to rush this season for some... It's, instead of just scrapping the season, like I said... They're going to have these two quick seasons that both probably going to have asterisks next to them in the grand scheme of things. And then they're going to go back to normal after this, uh, after the next season. I hope they'll have the asterisks next, next, next to them, though. Mm-hmm. It- Contextually, we will always remember this as the asterisk seasons. Like, oh, those are the coronavirus seasons. That's, well, that's well, what asterisk in a negative way. Asterisk in a negative way. That's what I'm saying. Asterisk in a negative, negative way. Because, like, this is a tough season. <laughs> like, if you win this, you win in something. <laughs> like, you better get a gold medal. You better get, you know, you better get air conditioner or something. You really... I get it, but when when we get farther from this and we look at how many games people played, you know, that is going to be that analyst that brings up, I mean, it was a shortened season. Of course. Yeah, but, like, we don't take them seriously. Um yeah. It doesn't matter. It's going to be exactly if, if, if Endless brings up a, 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 a strike year or something like that, then I'm like, I'm going to take you seriously then. Like, I never have for any sport. Like, like the people who bring those up, if you have to bring up a strike year to validate your argument, like, you're nonsense. 
whatever you're saying is nonsense. Like, and I've never heard a good argument that's like been uh, validated by bringing up a shortened season or like whatever, or before now it would be like a strike season or something like that. Never in my life has that ever happened. Like the Skip Bayless would do something like that. Like we don't like Skip Bayless. That's true. But Skip Bayless also been on your TV for what twenty years. I don't care. Yeah, I don't like him. That's because like people like Skip Bayless are sadly part of the issue. But those are going to be prominent people that I hope no one actually quotes. But you know, somebody will quote them. Philip, as you always say, not everybody knows basketball. But everybody knows a good story. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. Hey, sign me up. That's going to be the day for the podcast. That's a long name, but okay. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) All right, Alan, so what you got about on the, like, high school stuff? Uh, okay, let me pull out my handy-dandy notes. So, the name of the event was War Before the Storm. It was like the last Big Bang uh, group that we got, I mean, the last group out that we got out here. Uh, I kind of just focused on dudes that were like major game changers. Uh, first dude is Pierre Hunter, point guard, 2022. Uh, and he just kind of wax people as like a ball handler. Dude's like 6'2", like super quick. Um, like nobody, like they they try to do a full court like trap and he just slipped past them like every single time on like five plays. Like the coach had to like call timeout to like pull it back and whatnot. Um, and then once he got into the half court, still like the quickest dude on the court. So like one, two crossover, he in the, uh, he's in the paint. Finding teammates, uh, cutters, everything. And then uh, <clears throat> rising senior Mason Gibson out of uh, Allen High School. He was just like the de- best defensive uh, guard on like day one, like stripping people. Uh, you can't really get past them. Surprisingly, really fast in uh, the open court, had all the vision, touch, all that. Then another 22 guy, uh, Ben Johnson. Uh, really known as a shooter, uh, nice, like nice half court guard that can like set up your offense, and just a really really good shooter. Like he had um, <clears throat> he had like a little five point swing to tie his team up late, hit a three in transition and came back and hit another two. Uh, and then the dude that I really liked that's for me under the ra- uh, radar, Montez Young. <laughs> What would you would you laugh at? Nothing. Whatever, bro. Uh, but six five dude and just like the best athlete on the court. Like it's kind of I have to say this again. Like and I really mean this. Kind of ridiculous how good of an athlete he was. Like catching like putbacks in like crowded lanes with like dudes that are like seven foot is. Like, he was able to guard everybody on the court just because he's more athletic and plays harder than everybody. And then uh, the top-tier guys, probably Kellel Ware out of Arkansas, seven-foot dude, and just, like, he moves, like, really well. And he 
like couldn't keep him off the offensive glass and just a ton of putbacks. Like uh, they had him playing in the 8 a.m. game, which I think is disrespectful. And he had like three putbacks against like like everybody else on the team was like six eight. Like they they just couldn't stop him. But yeah, like those are the names. Dudes of note. There were some other top dudes like Harrison Ingram uh, at the event, but I ain't really watched them because they don't really need the shine, bro. Like you, you already top fifteen in the country. You fine. Yeah. Wow, sounds like a lot of prospects. Yeah, notable names, you know. Sound like me. Keep going there. What'd you say? Nothing. Keep going. Oh no, that's it. Oh, okay. Yeah. If y'all don't got nothing else, we can get on up out of here. Mm, nothing. Basketball is in full form. Full effect. All right. Well, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Traveling Hoopers. I am again your host, Alan Pegu, and uh, these two dudes can sign off. I'm Calvin McGowan. Thanks for listening. Uh, oh, yeah, the YouTube thing. Like, share, and subscribe. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, my name Philip Dixon, a.k.a. What it do, boy? Uh, and go down low and subscribe. That's what they say, right? That's what the kids say. I don't know, bro. And click the bell for all notifications or whatever they say. Something like that. <laughs> yeah.